You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, but what's the name of the movie? You, no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. Glad to finally be here, Brian. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. We also have a director of photography, Mike Griggs. By waiting, he meant uh, getting past all of those erotic thrillers, because now we're finally talking about something different and something new all at the this same time. This one is erotically thrilling. In other ways. It's mm. true. I don't know how I feel about that statement. I think this qualifies. <laughs> that's right. Anytime that's something's fair. going in, some, in someone's mouth, that's erotic. <laughs> and I get a thrill. <laughs> God damn it. And we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. And here we are talking everything, everywhere, all at once. Our first uh, new movie of this year. First new film we're talking about. Kind of really? exciting. Yeah, Bria. Of this year, for sure. For 2022. Wow. We've been slacking. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what did we miss? <laughs> we missed the Batman. Like, pff, you know, it's all right. I we'll mean, get to it. Brian, how many have, times have you no. seen that? You can't just fucking say, oh, just the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen it enough. I can't help you guys are slacking. That's true. Hey, it hit HBO last week, and I finally caught it. Took me two days to get through it, but I finally caught it. Damn. It's the Batman. It's not Justice League, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't made it through that. <laughs> <laughs> Most Save people yourself. Have no, I've been stoked for this movie, man. And and everybody's been talking about it. Like all the people whose opinion I respect um, have been saying how much they love this movie. And so I was really excited to finally get to it. Well, even people whose opinions I don't respect have also been very excited about this movie. <laughs> yes, but that, does that have an effect on you wanting to go see it? No, we're if you glad don't you talked to opinion. us about it, though. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with this film, guys. I'm not going to lie. 
What? I have heard Brian struggle with this film more than any film that probably we've ever talked about. He's Uh, been so conflicted. It's it's, it's the oddest thing I've ever seen. All right, Brian, you're going to have to burst my bubble because I fucking loved this movie. It's a conflict, right? It's not like you hated it. No, no, there's moments in this movie that are absolutely brilliant. Um, I mean, especially like just music, production design, cinematography, editing, some, some of that stuff. The acting is absolutely perfect like some moments in this movie it's just like oh my god like this is these directors like fucking second film but then there are moments in this movie that piss me off and i fucking loathe and just despise and when i left the theater thinking about things it made me dislike this movie even more was it the hot dog fingers or the dildos (laughs) All right, so that Anything is Anything phallic turns Brian off. He's just like, oh, no, he just movie, can't, he can't take the reminder. Two points. Yeah, yeah, that's totally uh, what it is. <laughs> massive, massive dildos, you know. <laughs> massive penis envy. No, uh, nunchuck dildos. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, that is a little bit of it, you know, to be honest. It's uh, these moments of uh, ridiculous humor. Like, uh, it's, there, it's, it's all over the top, right? Uh, think of Rick and Morty. Um, yes, almost, yes. almost like Family See, that's Guy. My sh- that's my shit, man. Rick and Morty is a great comparison because it's so random, and the fact that they bring things back around and it makes sense because of how random it is. You can't don't don't call it Family Guy. That's a whole different level. No, it, it, it's it's the same thing. It's random humor. That's that's funny. You know, uh, so, some of it's on point, but like, come on, Rakakuni. That's not that has nothing to do with the plot. You know, of the movie. That's just there for shits and giggles. Yeah, no, and but if all any... of the stuff that they had, I enjoyed Rakakuni the most. I have to agree with that because <laughs> it it started as like a um, an almost like racist like mispronunciation <laughs> of bullshit, and then the fact that they went there with it. Man, I was there for that entire subplot. But look, I'm not. I'm not saying I dislike that. I, I think that's fine. I think it's great. Okay. I I don't. I don't hate this at all. I like Rick and Morty. Okay. These things are fine. The problem is, is when we're getting into an emotional montage, and you're trying to wrap your film up and drive your point home to me, and I'm almost to the point of where I'm getting ready to cry, have an emotional reaction to your storytelling, mm-hmm. then you throw mm-hmm. up a fucking goddamn raccoon it just kind of it, it kills that heartwarming moment and i'm just like that's ridiculous and then my brain switches gears mm. and my brain can't switch back to heartwarming sentimental moment it just i just can't my okay. brain can't work that way all right i'll give you that because i felt i felt the on the verge of tears for a good like eight minutes straight and i never actually got to tears and now that you're articulating it like that that's probably why i never actually hit the cry yeah yeah because yeah. the dead the daniels are into edging um <laughs> <laughs> they put you right on the edge of crying, but they don't yeah. want you to actually cry. I mean, you know, they, there's no crying it's, it's here. It's not supposed to be sad. It's a comedy. Um, but no, no, I think the ridiculous shit is is what really makes it like endearing. I think that's what that's what opens it up to people because I think the film can be a little challenging in like trying to follow it and stuff like that. So throwing in like, oh, hey, remember this is also supposed to be fun. Uh, overanalyzing it when you start to you know break it down a little bit um, because we could even like battle like. Are we still seeing the original Ellen uh, Evelyn that we saw? Because the beginning of the film opens up with uh, like happy family singing karaoke in a mirror, in in an alternate world. We're we're in a lit room that's lit with daylight, but we're looking into a uh, RGB nighttime karaoke style. But it's kind of odd. Like the mom like puts her hand over the the daughter's mouth for a moment, like like holding her back from from singing or whatever. Then she releases, and then the um, the table gets hit. The mirror tilts down. And we're in this world. We push into that mirror. So, does, so are we still following the original 
people. Well, if you're saying the original as in from the first frame, then no. But I think that opening shot was a perfect introduction to the concept of the alternate realities. And starting with this this delightful family fun atmosphere and then cutting like that sets the tone. This is what you should be expecting from a family to then cut into seeing their actual family dynamics. I thought was a really good like this is the world set up kind of situation. But if you're talking about the fact that Evelyn split like three times before she actually went on her journey. In that sense, no, but also yes, because she was definitely conscious of each of those splits and those choices. So, hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'll just say this. I generally, I kind of agree with you, Brian. I think this movie, I, I, as someone who loves absurdist humor, they did not hit it for this movie at all. They tried to, but it was silly, not absurd. And oh, when you um, juxtapose that with the seriousness and the dramatic moments that were so serious and so dramatic, it just doesn't quite work. That's my biggest complaint of this whole movie is, 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 is that kind of the two, the two styles don't work. And if it was just silly, I still wouldn't like, I actually would not like this movie at all because I don't think they can hit that absurd humor uh, that I think they were trying to go for. The other thing, though, the only reason it kind of works and I'll kind of allow it and not get like very upset about it is because they do keep saying that like nothing really matters. This is all just like like your like your each choice, you know, presents a new reality. Nothing matters. They say this over and over. And then and that's kind of what the whole daughter's MO is, is that nothing matters. And so when you kind of look at it from that lens, I guess, sure, why not have a raccoon and why not have dildos and why not have like all these like random things that don't really make any sense? I, you know, I, sure. I think though. it's kind of sloppy. I think it's kind of sloppy. I think it's a way to kind of like introduce levity i don't think they did a good job it does make sense though because it, it, in this world and you know i guess i think it's string theory or whatever that that every possible universe exists even where there's raccoon or you have like you know we're, 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 okay, we're not saying like it actually like it it, it it doesn't make sense like oh this doesn't we're saying they, these universes don't fit in right like it, it, it's just jokes the tone is too different the tone mm. doesn't work for me, at least, the tone does not work across all of it. You can't sit here and have her like a tearful reunion with somebody right after like butt plugs. And, <laughs> and I don't want to say you can't do it because actually you can. And so I'm not sure if it's the writing or the directing here that's the issue. Uh, you could probably do it. Like if someone could do it, I, I think I there is a world where I would enjoy this. Is, does it work in this movie? I don't. I don't really think it does. I, I honestly would love to see it with a lot of the silliness cut out. I'm not the raccoon. Let's keep the raccoon. I like the raccoon. But like a lot of the <laughs> other silliness, like there's no point. And I don't think it's that funny. And I don't think it's absurd. I just think it's kind of. I just think it's silly. It's just like, oh, you wanted to do. Okay, yeah, we can. You we think can they do were trying now. too hard to get all these things, yeah. or you think that they just didn't? They didn't hit all the. Like they tried to go to a point, and maybe they just didn't go far enough. Like what? I don't understand. Yeah, it's too I mean, long. that's. I don't want to say that oh, okay. they didn't too go long. far okay. enough because they went pretty far with those dildos. I was surprised. <laughs> so I don't think it's that they <laughs> went far. They didn't go far enough. But maybe I don't know. I'm not really sure because, again, I, I want to like. I feel like there could be some way to make it work, but 
they took themselves so seriously maybe because Evelyn is such a tragic character that it doesn't work (laughs) to have all of this around her you're just kind of like but this poor woman (laughs) her poor life what are you doing over here and maybe and maybe that's a problem with me that I'm taking it too seriously but I don't don't, but I do actually really enjoy absurdist humor and that's they didn't do it I think it just hits people differently in the first uh, time I saw it in the theater. People were laughing in the theater. And the second time, the theater was quiet the entire time. Hmm. No one really reacted. Oh, my gosh. I had my theater hmm. had like 10 people in it. But there were two people in the front row who gave a running commentary the whole time. Oh, no. And then there oh were two God. people to the left. They loved it, though. They thought it was really funny. Fuck. But they also gave yeah, a running commentary. And then to don't my talk left, movies. there was Jesus another Christ, couple. People. And it was a woman who would very loudly go, I don't understand. And then very loudly, her husband would try to explain it to her. No. And so that was my theater. <laughs> no. Who, who is that again? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. No wonder. No wonder you didn't like he it. He was in Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> Do you remember that movie? <laughs> it's Jack short Burton, round. that's right. Oh, that no, guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen him in a while. This is crazy. Well, it's because he hasn't done a movie in a very long time. Yeah. Like a very long time. But you're talking about the, um he stopped acting, the Asian guy, the Asian yeah. man. He stopped acting because there were no roles for him and he said that like this is like he was excited to like try acting again if now there were like proper roles for him as a as an Asian man. Kihi Kwan. Wow. The, the, not, there's a major no, gap. No, 1997 and then his uh, next film after that was 2002. Yep. That's a big gap. I do think anyway. it did. Go ahead. Oh, go, no, no, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, what did everyone think of Jamie Lee Curtis and her belly I roll? I fucking <laughs> love Jamie Lee Curtis in this. From the first second I saw her, I was like, holy shit, that looks like Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, it totally is and I'm here for it. You think that uh, those were her real nipples slash uh, belly button? I was trying to, to figure that out. I'm not going to lie. No, because there, there there are plenty of shots where she doesn't have, have whatever suit that is underneath, and she doesn't look quite so old and fat and, and sad. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I really enjoyed, number one, the fact that there was like a dozen, 15 people in this movie that reprised their roles in all the different versions of the universes. That that had so many different versions of the characters, but Jamie Lee Curtis is particular, like uh, the from from the fact that she was the one that like establishes here's the evil here's like I, I the first time I saw her I was like oh shit it's like zombies taking over the universe and I thought that was a really fun way to like introduce this darkness that's crawling from universe to universe and she just was it seemed like she was having so much fun and I was there for it the entire time. She got to play Michael Myers a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. 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 So I mean, her cool. acting was really good, but I really enjoyed her shirts that were like stretched so tight across her, but you can see yes. like her belly button hole and yes. like, all of this yeah. stuff. And I was like, that is some excellent costuming right there. <laughs> the costuming was fucking amazing. This it was because so good. <laughs> how else can you cut from universe to universe and still see the same actors and immediately understand which universe it is, which version of their character it is? Like, that was just fucking perfect. Well, I mean, yeah. And I mean, obviously, a lot of, you know, I guess acting is important here, too. But like also, (laughs) uh, but also, no, I like 
the you had like the simplest like the simplest um details like the vest that her dad yep, wore yep. the simplest details but like also like you know her her red carpet gown in that universe and like all of her daughter's like bizarre outfits where she's wearing like teddy bears on the sleeves and she's wearing like the little like green like i don't know fuzzy spiral things like which were like nothing i would ever wear but you know i mean you don't have to be pretty you don't have to be pretty and that's kind of what they're doing is like this daughter is so fed up with everything. She's just like, what's the most ridiculous I can be? Yeah. Uh, and I think yep. she did. She, I, I think the Elvis costume that she wore. It's <laughs> <is> pretty <laughs> awesome. It was kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah well, and the epic. makeup that she did, that they had with it too. I mean, everything visually was incredible. I love her. The, the one universe where she has her hair, like swirled across her forehead, spelling out Jobu, like simple things like that, that they just, they brought so much of that into it. I fucking loved it. Yeah, all of her 3D makeup where she had like rhinestone eyeliner and mm-hmm, she had the mm-hmm. pearls on her face. Oh, that was a great outfit. Her white outfit and her white palace. Oh, with, with the everything bagel on her head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the everything bagel yep. on her head. Yes. Yes. <laughs> great hairstyle. Ridiculous. Cir- circles are a big thing. You know, the, the, the everything is a circle. Everything bagel. Like even like how Deirdre like circles really hard on the. The yep, tax yep. form or the her, super the hard circle in her yeah. black sharpie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just so over the top. <laughs> God damn. Well, what about that one shot when they're first hiding and you just sit on an everything bagel for like seven seconds and it's just like, okay, why are we sitting on this bagel early? In they the eat movie? bagels, yeah. They, they, you know, he's like cream cheese. I love cream cheese. You know, cows have <laughs> been extinct forever. Like, oh, and he's just like downing half and half. It's like, oh, so good. <laughs> That version of the husband was so great. <laughs> Alpha Wayman. So good. Yeah, that is one part of the movie that uh, that kind of irritates me a little bit. Like, when he dies, you spend so much time, almost more time with that version of the husband than you do the actual husband. And when he goes, you, you kind of feel it. Like, it, you feel sorry for him. I Man, I really hate at the end of the, this movie that the... The villain is just completely let go. There is no justice to be done for all the murder and all the universes and all the people that this girl has killed. No, but not, that's not like no, but it's not like totally real. Like like one of the things that no, the it's alpha, totally real. No, it's real. No, 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 no all the worlds are real. Yeah, no, those no, are all real. real. I know they're real, but they're so no, but it's they don't matter. They don't matter. Nothing matters. Did that, you not get that part no, of the movie? No, okay. But see, look, <laughs> when you kill off a character that I care about that exists in one of those other universes, right, and you give me that emotional weight, and then at the end of the movie, you're just like, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's so, just one universe genocide, okay? No, no, no. Okay, okay. So actually, I really love this. I understand what you're saying because I – loved that version of the husband and when he died i was really sad for evelyn because i was like this is the best thing she's known i actually he think it's really funny he says that to her he's like you're living your worst life <laughs> he's like i've seen a lot of evelyn yeah. <laughs> this is we the finally worst you found can. you you're the absolute worst every single thing that could possibly fail has failed for you 
She's but, like, that's why my life is shit? Cool. cool, cool no, cool, cool, okay, cool. but so, but the reason I like the ending, though, is because what she does, and her husband does this, and her daughter does this, and her father does, like, they all do this, is they take, because she goes through and integrates all of the different versions of herself into who she is, she is healing all of those relationships and bringing different aspects of them mm-hmm. out. So, mm-hmm. yes, they are different versions who have died, but all of those versions exist within each of them so yes the alpha man died well no 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 if they're still alive no once they're dead we don't see the alpha universe again that's correct no that is correct the alpha universe is gone but that version of her husband can exist within her current husband that's part of the reason that he's able to come through and be like hey i know you think i'm a failure but actually i can do things and i'm going to do things that's why her daughter is like you know what like maybe i don't want to walk away from you that's why her father is like hey maybe i'm not going to disown all of you even though i already know i think that's her fixing all, all the things in those different realities because she's able to do that and she's she's fixing all those things in all those different universe branches that's not those people doing that those are all uh, she's making that change and they're yes. reacting to it. Yes. And they're reacting to her. But yeah. that doesn't mean they're not changing. They're still changing. But no, but the, um, what I'm saying is that those people are fucking dead. Those people are fucking dead <laughs> at the end of this movie and there is no justice for them. It is just wipes clean and we're supposed to have this happy fucking ending. And it really, it's like it's like fu- it's like at the end of World War Two. And we we're just like, ah, you know, Hitler, go, 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 go sit on a fucking island at a beach somewhere and just fucking relax, bro. You've had it hard. All that genocide was terrible for you. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? And this is a thing in cinema that's gone on. It, it, it's gone on a lot here lately. It's just like uh, like Rise of Skywalker, where we're just going to forgive Kylo Ren, even though we saw him murder three of the characters that we cared about in that Star Wars trilogy. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Screenwriters, did you forget what you fucking wrote at the beginning of your fucking story? It drives me crazy. It's like death no longer matters in cinema. It's just like people fighting. And if it happens in a different universe, it's okay. It's fine. It's just like the Evelyn that we started, the worst one that makes all these terrible decisions. That's not the same Evelyn that we end up with at the end of the movie. Well, no, because that's her character arc is to be the one who made who ha- who had literally nothing so that she could then do everything. I know. So her universe where she's doing this huge fight in this tax office that even if she survives that, her and her daughter, they're going to be arrested by the cops and they're going to be thrown in jail for the rest of their lives. Like, think of all the dead bodies that are in that office. That shit didn't get fixed. It, you know, it, it's not like it's magic. It happened in that universe. I I have a problem with this. I just, it's it's like none of it matters. I, I don't know. None of it matters because the whole movie is supposed to be a fucking metaphor. Like, none of it matters. Why are we spending two hours and 30 minutes, then, of goddamn plot setting this shit up? If not, it, uh, that, that frustrates me. I, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, if you're going to do that, like, make it like Inception and give me five minutes and, uh, or, like, two minutes and be like, this is a machine. It's got a tube. You share dreams. Got it? Good. Uh, that's what I want, then. Don't, don't give me all this fucking shit and explain all these rules to me. And then not care about the rules and the characters that exist in those universe. I leave the theater. I'm going to think about that. It bothers me. Wait, I, wait, I, but it doesn't. Okay. So I know they set up all the rules, but the reason the rules don't matter is because the daughter in her evil form has transcended all of the rules. And Evelyn is the only one who can also transcend all the rules. Right. That's, that's why the rules don't matter. Right. No, they can connect all their universe self. She can just, she doesn't have to have a, 
whatever, like a, a what, headset. The, yeah, the the and do she a wonky need thing. The headset. Well, no, and the other thing is, not only does she not need a headset, but she can't control it. Right. That's part of why she's so tortured is because she can't. She just is constantly cycling through and experiencing everything all at once. She's not like in one universe. She's not grounded, basically. Well, no, that's because that's part of the thing at the end is that that they're still experiencing all the universes at the same time all at once. And and the, the, the whole crux of the movie is the fact that nothing matters because every single fucking possibility has happened. So what what who cares about anything? And the fact that they're choosing to live in one universe to to be focused and present for those one singular people for that one singular time. And ignore all the other universes, yes, but they're still choosing to to be present in one when they can. Yeah, no, that's true. And I will have to say that was actually, if I have to pick out one of the things that I don't like about the movie, it's like, yes, you can live in any universe you choose to. So why are you picking this one? Like, well, they said that in I the movie. She, she's choosing to be in that universe, to be with her daughter. No, her daughter's in all of them. No, her she daughter- says that she's like, I could choose to be anywhere, but I want to be here with you. That's that's like the line in the movie. It's, she even says like, yeah, nothing matters. But if nothing matters, it's all about these little moments that we have. Mm-hmm. These this yeah, time that we she, have in between. She's with her daughter as rocks. She chooses to be with her daughter in any universe. So they could <laughs> pick a different universe at, where they have like a better life. That, I mean, that's things. the whole end of the movie where she looks in the mirror and she gets like the, you know, she's got one of her cracks and she looks back at all her other universes and then she snaps forward and looks at Jamie Lee Curtis and it cuts to black. But yeah. Oh, I did like, I did, um, I did enjoy the universe kind of, cause I don't really enjoy the hot dog fingers, but I did enjoy the universe with Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought that was sort of an interesting tie in on how, um, we all kind of are connected in different ways. Uh, the, hot dog when fingers. she and the Jamie hot dog Lee fingers. Curtis were lovers. Oh, the hot dog one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she's playing piano for her, and then she leaves and comes back. And but like that's supposed to be. Put on the see, and this is the problem: is like that universe is supposed to be like sweet, and it kind of sets Jamie Lee Curtis's character up as like. You know, like you, you finally understand that like she's a person and here she is living a life and she doesn't have a life in, in this universe. But then like you give them hot dogs as fingers and like there's a lot of focus on feet and it's just kind of gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying is like the yeah, absurdist the, uh, humor doesn't really work. It's just it's just like, why? Why did you do that? That's not no, funny. the hot dog fingers universe was definitely way, way too long for sure. Those were the moments where I and felt like they I were like a little bit oozing dragging. cheese yeah. out of their mouth for some I think reason. It was ketchup and mustard. I think it was ketchup and mustard. Look, I just thought it was yellow. It was they, gross. They, ej- they ejaculate ketchup and mustard into each other's mouths. Is that what was happening? Yeah. Yes. I, it sort of looked like, yeah. You know, it's like pre cum, but it's, yeah. it's ketchup and mustard. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it, <laughs> a lot, like a like a like lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's always two wieners in the mouth at once. You know, it's never just one. It's two. <laughs> what a phallic imagery in this. Yeah. I just like how they like they, they fling them at each other, like, <laughs> and then like then like I love the first time where Jay, like she realizes she's got fucked up hands, and then Jamie Lee Curtis is going for a hug, and, and she get like she goes ah. And she's like, and it, and it like frightens her, Jamie the Curtis. She's like, she screams like, oh! She's like, oh! She's like, what? What is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> it is so fucking funny, man. <laughs> and then it cuts back to, to you know, 
she's now developed this like uh, this this power and her in, in her hands even her, though they look normal they're just they're just limp. <laughs> <laughs> she's like I don't I don't I know. Do like she's that. like she's like I'm really good you know I I can kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but she can't move her arms. They're yeah. just like Velociraptor stuck. Okay, but what I did actually really really love. That was not hot dog related. Uh, was <laughs> when she goes into, she's like, I don't know, try, like trying to get out of like an office or something, and she can't see. And so she goes to the parallel universe where she's like had like an accident as a child and she's blinded. And hmm. and so she's that able to now amazing. suddenly like go through, like, so, so she takes this like blind like she's blind was blind and can't see and has to use all of her the rest of her senses and she's able to like go through the office with with that i i enjoyed seeing her take things that were not generally speaking great like being blind and turning them into being into a strength same with like twirling the pizza and how she can now twirl a chair Mm -hmm. and be a pro Mm -hmm. wrestler um but just like also she had like where she's like a movie star and but she hasn't she has nobody in her life you know like it was kind of interesting to see all the, the different ways everything played out Send me back to my husband. I want to tell him how how great my life would have been without him. God damn! God damn! I did love that for for the movie star bits. Like they mixed in some like real life footage of her on red oh, carpets and shit like that. That's great. Yeah, so good. Like that's the uh, like the actual Michelle Yeoh. Like that was like this is our universe. That was pretty fun. Brian, what'd you think about the uh, the fake end credits in the middle of the movie? You were like, "Thank God." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that that probably would have been a nice uh, stop point. The movie was a little long. I did like the. I didn't mind the length. I enjoyed it, but when the fake credits came up, I was like, "Are you? Are you? That's." Are we ending it here? Wait a minute. Because I feel like that's something... Uh, I guess I watch TV, and so they do in shit like that. <laughs> and I was oh, like... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything, all, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. At that point, I was like, no, everyone is wrong. This movie is not like amazing. That was just so abrupt. And then I was like... I, I, at some point, I realized what they were doing, and I was like, I guess. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> First time we went to go see it, there were actually some people getting up to leave. Oh my yeah, like, motherfuckers. God <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you get two credits and you're like, all right, let's go. They, uh, damn, I got to pee. <laughs> popcorn <laughs> refill time. Oh, ridiculous. You get popcorn when you leave the theater? You fill it up before you go? What? No, I, yeah, after I leave, yeah. Or, b- I never right before, yeah. Never thought, of, never thought about doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why else would you get the giant one that has refills? Take it home. Eat it with the next movie you watch. Oh, damn. Damn. I feel like I've been wasting my popcorn. <laughs> or in the movie theater popcorn. Yeah, my $12 popcorn. But right? And $12 is for the bag of popcorn. It's like free. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm You're serious. right. You're right. That is accurate. <laughs> I used to work in a movie theater. That is how it works. You're, oh, damn. You're paying for the bag. <laughs> <laughs> damn, it's a really expensive bag. It is. All right. Well, we're going to play the trailer for everything, everywhere, all at once, and we'll be right back. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. 
It does not look good. the trailer for everything everywhere all at once from the filmmaking team known as daniels did any of you guys see uh, their last film swiss army man yeah um fucking loved it but also like really? weird as shit yeah yeah is it so i've never seen it so how does it compare to this is, are they, is this is this their, is this in their is, this is their style oh yeah a hundred percent yeah okay yeah do you know the concept of swiss army man Daniel Radcliffe is uh, a dead man who can communicate with uh, this other dude somehow, and he farts a lot. Paul Dano is shipwrecked on some sort of weird-ass island, and Daniel Radcliffe washes up on the beach as a dead body. And anything that Paul Dano needs to be able to do, somehow this dead body can do. So, like, when he needs fresh water, the dead body produces fresh water. When he needs to be able to, like shoot ropes into trees and shit like that the dead body can do such things and like it's literally a, it's like a swiss army knife but it's like a corpse and it's daniel radcliffe and it's it's weird as shit and also somehow super heartwarming what's that tom hanks movie where he gets shipwrecked castaway Castaway. Cast, it, yeah picture castaway but like like while you're like high as fuck on lsd uh-huh, and thinking uh-huh. of all the weird things that wilson would do if wilson was a dead body but at the end, I bawled like a baby, so it definitely, it definitely oh, no worked. Way. Yep. Did you bawl like a baby at the end of this? I, I really expected to. Like there was, there was a moment where I felt it building, and I was like, "Yes, yes, let's get there. Let's, let's do all the things." And then it just never quite like 
landed the way like it just kept on the verge of crying and i was like well that was really heartwarming but never never like full-on just (laughs) just to the edge yep it has some tears but it was they were like happy tears and i was like good for them and i also (laughs) the reason i think it wasn't like an ugly cry was because like their resolution was like, oh, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Let's try together, yeah. which I think is very realistic. But I think that also is what prevented a lot of like the bawling tears because there was no grand overture, which why would there be? But like they, they tend to go for that crap in movies. So. That was also part of the thing that I loved about it. Like the fact that, that this movie spent so much time in the first act establishing this family, their dynamic, which I know people exactly like this family. Like I have met this family before and I feel like it's it's on that level of so specific that it's almost universal. Like everybody can kind of see themselves or see people that they know with these characters and seeing the resolution at the end where they're like, fuck all the other universes. I'm going to try and I'm going to do it in this one. I thought that was super heartwarming and I really loved that as a resolution to everything that was happening. Brian, you hated it. Brian, Brian, what was wrong with it? Uh, no, it's, it's fine. Totally fine. No, it's, no, fine. Yeah. it's fine. Everyone in the, all the other universes died, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, you I, know, nothing I, bad. I, I watched this movie with with Brian, and, and then you know, the first time it pops up on the screen, and it goes everything, part one. Brian went, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> We're an hour into this fucking movie." <laughs> this is part one. <laughs> it, yeah, it's too fucking long, man. I think that may be some of the reason, like emotional, like you you can't you can't get emotional at the end of the movie because you're just so fucking zapped, man. It's like watching a Michael Bay Transformers film. There's just so much shit thrown in. It's always moving. There's not like a break. The the pace. I, and I saw some people. I, I took a little issue with it. They, they were like complimenting the editing, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I know. I understand what you're saying. You're saying the movie has flashy editing, and I totally agree with that. I, I agree with that. It is not cut well. It is the same fucking pace. It just always going 100 percent forward. It never slows the fuck down. It just doesn't slow down. This movie doesn't do that. It doesn't. That's pu- a good point. Doesn't yeah. put on the brakes. No. Yeah. It just well, I, is always not going. a lot of dynamic to it. Yeah. I think the only time it really does slow down is when it's for a very, very heavy moment and they're trying to force this emotion like for like a like the fight between like Evelyn and Joy, for example, or even between there's like it slows down again. It's just for a moment between her and her husband uh, when they're talking about the divorce and you just get like that, that brief minute and then everything starts going again and you don't really have time to process it. You're just kind of blindsided by everything. But I think they did that. Inten- I understand what you're saying. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think they did that intentionally. That's part I'm of the whole no. everything everywhere all at once. Th- th- there's an adult swim. <laughs> there's an adult swim commercial and uh, like toward the end where they turn into rocks and they're just sitting there and like, you know, Words are that was a up. very slow moment. No, yeah, but I was going to bring that up. There. Yeah, that, that's the exact moment I was going to bring up. It's like, yeah, you're, you're saying it slows down there, but it's not. It's not. You're reading all this dialogue, and the dialogue is going back so quick. And they're they're even like they're doing all these different things. Where like her dialogue is white, and the mom's dialogue is black. And th- this movie, it, there's so much in frame. It's it's always happening. Like even if you're just getting like a all at once. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Even, even those like closet <laughs> shots, right? That we're not in that closet for that long. We get like four or five shots, and then we get zapped back into another scene for a second. And then we come back into the closet, and we have two shots, and then we go back into another fucking, into the 
I don't know, the interview with the IRS agent. Well, it's interesting that you're talking about how much was read on screen and how short that time was, actually. Because they had a little recap of actual spoken dialogue after yeah, the fact, just in did. case you somehow missed reading it fast enough, which it wasn't like it was so slow that you couldn't read it. Or Yeah, they referenced yeah. it. Yeah, they're like, yeah. It was definitely a quick summarization of that scene that I was like, why did we just why did we just summarize this? Like if, if you want people to read it and you expect people to read it, then let them read it and don't don't anticipate that they're gonna have missed so much that you need to re summarize what just happened. Like what are we doing? It was another way to use googly eyes, bro. Gotta put googly eyes on the rock. Well that was no that they came back to the rocks for the googly eyes, which I, no, I appreciated right, that. Right. that. Like was that, was, that was that was a good. nice moment. Yeah. The, the the third eye that she opened and put the googly eye on her forehead that. that was beautiful and and the uh, the embracing of what her husband was trying to do to bring levity to their their marriage and and their life like that was really nice but those were those were character moments those weren't like poor editing things that like were st- no I just I yeah I don't I think the editing that fast paced style was a choice though. I don't think they wanted it to be like a slow and methodical thing where you take your time. No, what it looks like, it looks like somebody that watched Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. And miss. Yeah. yeah I felt a lot of that. misunderstood well, like right. the beats of that. Oh, okay. movie. All right. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So yeah. they were like, oh, we'll see Scott Pilgrim's just constantly fast. It's just going. And it's like, no, 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 no. It goes in spurts. And then it, we stop and we have these conversation moments with our characters. And, yep. And we ramp yep. back up again. And we go in this comic book world. That's what we're doing. That's not that. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't happen. It, it wants to be an Edgar Wright movie, you know. Like, and it, it is good though. Like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to give it shit too much. <laughs> Are you sure, Brian? What What bothered you also about this movie? You the aspect ratio <laughs> changes. Oh god, you didn't like the aspect ratio? I, I fucking, fucking love the it. aspect ratios, man. Oh my god, I I hate being in a theater and like so much of this movie is fucking letterbox. And I'm just like, this is like wrong, shitty Malco projection. Am, is is this just a <laughs> shitty? Or, and then when the projection, like that aspect ratio changes and it opens up and it's, and it, you see it moving. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Like, this isn't the theater fucking the shit up. <laughs> it's scary. I mean, it's not me. quite. It's not quite like Nolan levels of like we're gonna jump from one aspect ratio to another and they're just gonna do it on cuts. Like, you know, they have those those like dolly transitions where they go from one thing to another and there's a wipe in between and then they open up the. I mean, they even showed one of those shots in the trailer. I thought it was pretty fun, honestly. I prefer how Nolan does it. I, I, I like my IMAX sequences, full frame. Everything else can be two, three, five. Let's let's do that. But as a filmmaking trope to imply that there's different worlds and universes and versions of all the things. Yeah, I mean, what else were they going to do? They have costumes, they have lighting, and they have aspect ratios, and they used all of them. All of the time. Yeah, but when they get to the end, like, you know, when she's doing her taxes and stuff, like, you wouldn't be able to tell which Evelyn is at the laundromat, you know? You you would be confused. Yeah, you could, because you saw her costume. No, I'm I'm talking about, like, at the the very end of the movie. When she's at the the laundromat, how would you know that that would be a different universe? It even tricks you for a while in the movie, thinking, like, oh, wait, is everything back to normal? Remember, she puts, and she puts the receipt thing down, and it splits... And you're like, what? Wait, what's going on? And then it yeah, cut- she put it on the left, and then the other one. Yeah, it on the and right. then it cuts back, and it's like, oh wait, they're still fighting. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just thought that was like a, an interesting continuation of realizing that yeah, there are still 
infinite universes and there are still infinite choices and she's still everywhere all at once. I thought it was pretty cool that uh, originally the, uh, Jackie Chan was supposed to be the star of the movie. It was written for him. Yeah. And uh, I, I I don't know what happened. I, he didn't want to do it. They couldn't get him. But I like the mom-daughter aspect of the movie. I did too. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that. I And more than I thought I would. Like I somebody, and I don't think this is accurate, somebody said that they really enjoyed watching this movie because it – it healed all of their mother daughter issues. And oh wow! That's no. Good, this is what I'm saying. Like them? people, uh, like whose opinions I don't care about. Like anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did enjoy seeing like Evelyn as like uh, you know a middle aged mom because that's not the perspective that, that I think we normally get when yeah. it comes yeah, to yeah, showing yeah, yeah. us moms, and it's not certainly the way she progresses is not the evolution that we get for moms, and so this was something that. Um, for me, it was something entirely new. And I also really enjoyed it, too, because um, w- we kind of got to see everyone's perspective, especially at the end, um, because like you just like you're watching it and you're like, yeah, I see why she doesn't like her husband, because that alpha guy is like way better. Like, I get it. I get it. Um, but then at the end, when he gives a speech, you're like, oh, I was I was shit. I was probably wrong. He seems like a great guy. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> let's give him a chance. Yeah. Same with the daughter. Like she's like, you know, moody and like she's like obviously mad at her mom for valid reasons, but like she's not really trying. And then and then at the end you like you like they finally all open up and you finally get to see everyone's perspective. And I think that's also part of the beauty of this movie is that no one is right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because even Evelyn is like all right, I'll let you go. And then she's like, hang on a second. You're total bullshit. You only call me when you need shit. You only show up when you need something. Like, this works both ways. I'm also pissed. Like, you have stuff, and yes, I need to fix it. But also, I have stuff, and you need to fix it. And I really enjoyed that part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, like you're saying, no, no one is actually right in this. Right. Well, and I think that's kind of what I loved about this is is showing, like, connections and relationships and how they take work from both sides. Yeah, and I think there's sure. so much right now where, like, if you're, like, you're not serving me, why am I in a relationship with you and I'm going to cut you out of my life? And sometimes that's valid, but a lot of times uh, maybe it's not. Maybe you should, like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And I love how yeah. this movie looks at that and is like, well, wait, what am I doing and what are you doing and how can we move forward together? And so I think that is why this movie is – really resonating with people i i don't actually have no idea but uh, that's definitely why it resonated with me for sure <laughs> yeah i like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. it pushes all the familial buttons yeah maybe don't kill people in the process however <laughs> death has no meaning but if you don't you have, have to. sometimes you have to. I don't know. <laughs> nothing matters brian <laughs> nothing matters dude you can just explain that when the police show up and they'll be like yeah i got you and like it's not a problem well in the other universe it was fine <laughs> This movie shows you that everyone needs a hug. They need support from their family to defeat any obstacle. Also, foot stuff is apparently fine. Foot sex is awesome. (laughs) Um, And um, nothing matters. But because nothing matters, everything can matter. And that's how it doesn't descend into nihilism. I think it's really wonderful. Yes, yes. It's a really beautiful, like, philosophical journey. Philosophical foray into, like, oh... We could just fuck everything. But you know what? Because of that, I'm going to choose. I I fucking loved that, man. Yeah. Because it wasn't just Evelyn who stops Jobu Tubaki from jumping into uh, 
the everything, the everything donut, bagel, the everything bagel <laughs> forever. It took the entire family to pull her out. It did. Yeah. It did. They all had to come together, in, in, including robot grandpa. Including <laughs> robot grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> he he had he had a like a like a like a kettle or something, kind of like I how fucking the fucking love the, 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 the yeah. it, no in uh, in uh, Back to the Future we had the um, yeah the Mr. Coffee Mr. 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 Fusion Mr. Fusion. Yeah. Mr. Fusion he definitely had he like totally, a little Black and Decker coffee yeah. maker thing on the back of his a, a little nod to, uh, fucking to love Mr. That. Fusion why was uh why why was the granddad stop trying to stop Evelyn and not the daughter because the daughter had already become everything everywhere all at once and they couldn't stop her and so their hope was that Evelyn No 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 no, no. All- wait what no they were going to stop her I'm talking about at the end fight like all of a sudden they they changed their mind and they're just stopping up Evelyn When you're when because- you're talking about pulling her out No okay at the very end fight right when Evelyn starts like healing people and going into different universes and making everybody feel good there that's the Alphaverse people and they're trying to stop her while the daughter is also going to the bagel, and they think that that's a giant weapon at that point, they don't know that that's going to end her life. But they're not stopping her; they're just stopping Ev- Evelyn. I was very confused by that. Uh, I, I didn't pick up on it the first viewing, but second viewing, I was like, "Wait a minute, Grandpa, what are you doing?" I'm totally confused on people's motivations at, at, at the end of that. I thought the implication of that was was the whole conversation that grandpa had with Evelyn about like, if you can't kill this version of your daughter, how are you going to kill all the other versions of your daughter in order to stop her in all the multiple universes? This is just one version of her and there's infinite versions and we have to stop all of them or we can't stop Joe Butabaki. And so the fact that this version of Evelyn refused to actually kill this one version of her daughter meant that this version of Evelyn was not the ultimate one that they had been searching for. So he's like, fuck this version. Yeah, but it, we're going to kill her so we can go find the other one. But at the end fight, it's it, it it's the big bad, right? It's it's not joy. You know what I mean? So like, why? I don't know. It was just weird. I was like, that's the bagel thing right there. Shouldn't we be going to stop that? I don't know. It was. Well, wait. Okay. So wait bizarre. a minute. So at the end, like when Evelyn's going up the stairs, right? And she's like helping these people remember who they are in other universes and they're getting all happy and they're not fighting her. I thought they were not working for the alpha people. They were working for Jobu. No, those the are, daughter. The, those, uh, all the Joba, whatever, Tabaki people, they all have the black circles, the circles. on their head. Yeah, yeah, the bagel on the forehead. Those were the but people. I thought that they had like taken over their bodies. No. Like the, like the possession. That was all the alpha people. They, they show you like uh, when grandpa's like... Uh, Suit up uh, uh, every agent we have, and they all yeah 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 because those are the people that go in and with the butt plugs and the dildos. That's all the alpha people. Oh, the oh alpha I, I do remember all of that happening with the alpha universe, but I thought at some point that those were all like Jobu people. No, hmm. sometimes they were. <laughs> sometimes they were yeah yeah because they were all the same the same people with different versions of themselves, and so when you saw them in the white universe with the Bagel. No, but e- even even in even some of the other ones, you know, like uh, when uh, Deirdre like staples oh, yeah. the fucking the the circle on her forehead, <laughs> you know, like like there there are henchmen in that in that universe who have circles drawn on their foreheads. Well, maybe um, maybe the Alpha people were trying to stop Evelyn because they didn't quite understand what she was. But, I mean, they they said this like they didn't understand what she was doing, right? And so that everything yes, bagel right. had opened up. And Evelyn was going up towards it, and I think 
they were just kind of stopping the, her? Was yeah, that, the assumption was, was that right? she had no? somehow joined Jobo Tupaki yeah, and was that, also trying to make thinking. the bagel happen. And yeah. so they were like, well, we can't stop her, so let's at least try and stop this version of Evelyn. It, it, yeah. It's just weird. Like, they're all stopping the one person, and then the other one is, like, just walking in the background right toward the doomsday device. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's, it was bizarre framing, and it, it's weird. I don't think I paid that close attention to it, but I. It was it was cut too fast for me to pay that much attention to it. <laughs> I'll tell you this: this is the mo- like when you stop and think about this movie, it's like I uh, don't know if this makes any goddamn sense. I did Maybe like that's why they kept the pacing up. Uh, yeah, I think so. Sorry, what did you actually like about this movie? Brian? The two thousand one joke was uh, was great. Oh, oh yes, both times I just could not. Like stop <laughs> that, laughing at that. That was, so shit was amazing. <laughs> the bloody like human esque hand falls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just looked it up. Randy Newman does play the voice of Rakakuni, uh, which is so amazing because Rack-a-cooney. he because he does all those Pixar songs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's so fucking perfect, it's dude. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's an uncredited uh, thing, but he definitely did it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's in IMDb. Yeah. Budget was twenty five million. Um, that's pretty impressive. That, that really feels impressive. really, really low for this. Holy shit! Especially with all of the costumes and all of the production design. Yeah, and the sets and the, hell, all the damn special effects. Oh, and all the choreography too. All the fight scenes. The, the, that's pretty. The insane. fight scenes and the choreography were pretty amazing. But like, they did a really good job, like reusing all the sets and, and yeah, just, that's what just I was gonna say. repurposing things and repurposing actors like each actor was playing five or six roles at least and so it was all costuming and set design that made all of these different worlds feel so well thought out but also distinct but let's talk about fight choreography because some of that shit was pretty fucking fun it was never seen a fanny pack so (laughs) goddamn perfectly used like as someone That that was some jackie chan shit right there it really was as someone who normally like zones out during fight scenes i was paying attention the entire time they were fantastic with the fanny pack with the folding chairs with the pro wrestling moves that they like brought in all of it was was very entertaining actually and and impressive the the fanny pack like what he was doing with the fanny pack was very cool how many when he reaches in the uh the fish tank and grabs grabs the rocks at the bottom hey man you gotta make it a little (laughs) bit harder man that's excellent. I did love that one shot where the fanny pack is on the ground and he like swings it around and the camera's stuck to the end of the fanny pack and it just dollies like super fast. Some of those shots were really, really fun. Yeah. Even how like when the gun hits the ground and then like the, the camera does like a fast like dolly like around the gun to show a yeah. point of view of where, uh, what's his name? Starts with a W. Waymond. Waymond is standing there. Dude, it's, that's so damn cool. Yeah, there were some pretty f- impressively fun shots in this. Well, I also really liked uh, with with Jobu with Jobu when she was like murdering people, and she would just turn them into confetti. Poof. Poof. That was, yeah, that was pretty, really cool. Those were pretty fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Anybody got anything else? Well, let's do ratings. Who's going first? Oh, it looks like I'll Mike. Start yeah, it. There we I'll go. start it. I'll there start it. I'll start it. Um, Set the tone. Man, I fucking enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Like all of all of the things that were like setting off the the stress inducers, and then resolving stuff and causing my brain to be like, "Yeah, give me all those hits." I just I I felt like I was smiling through this entire fucking movie because it was so goddamn fun. 
I really enjoyed the the setup of the characters. Like like for the first five seven minutes or so, I was like, this seems a little slow. This seems a little boring. Like why is this this family so specifically kind of terrible? But it it was just long enough for me to be like to to mentally recognize it. And then as soon as like the shit started hitting the fan, I was like, that's why they spent a little bit more time making sure you know that their life kind of sucks and that things are weird and awkward and so specific. As soon as the universes started splitting, man, I loved like all the visuals. Like the first time that you see the universe split, even the fucking um, subtitles are also split on the screen. Like some of those things are are subtle and maybe they're over, you know, heavy, heavy handed, but I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Some of the stuff was really long and they had so many fucking subplots that it starts to get a little bit bogged down, but also I felt like they kind of resolved all the subplots really well. Like for, for a movie that has a concept of so many infinite multiverses and you see so much absurd, like, let's just take every possible idea that's the most ridiculous thing you can think of and let's throw it in the script and let's throw it on the screen. I felt like it all came back together really well. I really enjoyed this movie as a metaphor for for family, for caring about other people, for don't get so depressed in your life that you stop thinking anything matters. And, and if you're going to take a philosophy and put it on a screen and make it, a metaphor. I thought this one was was pretty damn fun. Are there issues that you could think a little bit further and a little bit deeper about it? Absolutely. But so is any movie that is trying to build a metaphor for what life is actually like. Um, God, the acting was fucking fantastic in this. I loved every single version of every single character. There wasn't a character on screen that I didn't fucking love every single time they were on screen. Jamie Lee Curtis kills it every second she's on the screen. Michelle Yao is a goddamn queen. I want to see Short Round in more fucking movies. Like, <laughs> as soon as he came back on, I was like, goddamn, there's my childhood with all the shit coming back. For a second movie and for $25 million, I think Daniel's killed this. I think both of them should continue doing shit, and hopefully in the future, maybe they'll get a little bit more mature and a little bit more, um, or maybe a little bit less absurd. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do in the future. I think this movie is worth going to in the theater. I wish I had seen it twice this week, but I only got to see it once. Um, I'm going to give this a nine because I feel like there's a lot of shit that's just fucking amazing. And it's really, really high up there in one of my favorite movies. Yeah, there's not everything perfect with it, but goddamn, I had so much fucking fun. Wow. Who's going next? Man, we're going to work down to you, Brian. Yeah, yeah. Bring us down at the end. Let us enjoy the um, moments leading up to it. I'm not going to ramble on like uh, Griggs did. I'm going to be real. <laughs> what a dick. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> shade before you even get started. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to be really short. Um, <laughs> I know you already said. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it longer, Brian. <laughs> Anyways, this movie is extremely uh, entertaining. Um, I, I, I found all the I found all the goofy shit to be very funny. I mean, like you know, I, I just 
my, my first viewing, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I was like, I was on the edge of my seat at times. I laughed. I almost cried. I, it was really nice to see all these characters that we know and we love. Like, they, like we knew all, all the top four cast. I mean, the only uh, person I didn't really know was, was the daughter. What have you guys seen her in? Stephanie who, who, Sue. Where is she from? I thought she was in things Never that I had seen. seen. I looked through her stuff, okay, and I yeah. haven't seen anything. Yeah. For for an unknown to me, uh, dude, she's fucking excellent, man. She 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 plays it so damn well. That scene where where uh, where she's getting into the car and mom comes out and she's like, she's like, Joy, I have to say, I have something to tell you. And then they 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 let they, they, they let this scene breathe a little bit. And she's sad. like, you 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 need to you need to watch what you eat. You know, you're you're, you're, you're getting fat. <laughs> And then you could tell that yep. she wants to say something different, but she's just she's just stuck in this loop, you know. That she's just stuck in the, in, in this way. Um, uh, it, there, there's definite arcs. I mean, like like the, the the characters change, even though they may not be the same character. Which technically, you know, that's what we want. We we all want to change. I don't know. It, it, it's it's all it's all done so well, especially for you know. Wow, what what a bang for your buck. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine point five. God damn, what kind of crack are you fuckers <laughs> smoking? Holy shit. Oh, sorry that we enjoy fun things, Brian. Alphaverse crack. Brian, are, are you trying to go next? Is this what's no, happening? No, 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 no. He's got to wrap it out. <laughs> I'm just in shock, right. Chris. He's got to bring us down at the Okay, end. all right, all right. So um, I really enjoyed this movie. I particularly enjoyed the Evelyn and her whole family, every single one of them, and... I loved how miserable they all were at the very beginning. And I loved how Evelyn kind of found her self-worth through other versions of herself, other versions of her family. And at the end, how they all kind of chose to move forward together, like with no one compromising, just moving forward. And I thought it was beautiful. And it was a really wonderful way with all of the different parallel dimensions to kind of show how we all have so much potential. God, they, it looked, it just looked really cool. All of the costumes looked fantastic. All of the details were on point. All of the acting was absolutely wonderful. I, I really enjoyed the whole, you know, nothing matters. And there's like a bagel that they're going into the, the void of the bagel. It's, it's 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 silly it's silly and I, I i don't know maybe it should have been sillier at times i'm not sure uh the, the, that was one of my biggest complaints was some of the silly some of the gags weren't really that funny i was just kind of like why are you doing that uh so maybe they should have gone farther with <laughs> i don't know um because like the raccoon was so crazy but i absolutely love that that was hilarious fuck yes um I see what you're saying about the editing, Brian. It, it's it was it, it, perhaps it, it could have been better. It could have been better. There were things that this could have been that could have been a lot better. That being said, this was still an outstanding movie. I still loved so much about it, and the, I really want to give it a ten. Except it could be it could be there are a lot of things that could be better. So I have to give it a nine point five. So that's a that's a nine <laughs> a nine point five and another nine point five. I want this to be oh. a lesson to all uh, budding <laughs> filmmakers. Uh, if you make it bright and shiny and fast, yeah, people just overlook all your dumb shit. Well, okay, but and can you could also, <laughs> I will also add, if you want other people to overlook your dumb shit, you can have like 
like well-written female characters who are like multi-dimensional and like we we women are not catered to and we will forgive like every fucking thing Uh, if you have like that's a really good point you can write a main character that is going around just murdering people and yeah you know nobody cares it's just forgotten and overlooked yeah because did you see her eye makeup in that one scene though it was like on point like i'm i'm not mad at her i don't i don't know guys i just i i I don't think I'd like this movie. I want to like this movie. I like these. I like these actors. I think they did a great job. I thought all their performances were really terrific. Um, I I think all the stuff in front of the camera is great. I think the script is stupid. Needed. I think it needed another pass. I just don't think it was ready to shoot yet. Um, I just can't believe like all these critics, all this stuff that I'm reading, and people just. If this had been any other movie, or if this had been part of a fucking fanboy franchise, or any other piece of sci-fi, even if it was a comedy, this would be ripped apart. And I don't understand why this one isn't. Some of these plot holes, some of these just... I don't... I'm just not a fan of this movie. Just not a, just not a fan. I don't, I don't, I don't like the, the tone. I don't like the fast-paced. I'm exhausted before this movie's over. There is literally a point in this film... Um, I, I narrowed it down in the in the the second viewing that could completely be cut out of the movie. There's no point for a- any of it to happen other than just of fight scenes and flashy shit. It's from when she meets her evil daughter. She meets her in the hallway. They start to have a confrontation. Somehow she runs away, and there's like 40 minutes of movie before she meets up with her daughter again. And it's like, well, wait a minute. This girl's supposed to be everywhere at every moment. W- what are you waiting for? Like what? Like the swirling lights. Yeah, like you, you found her. Like let, get on with it. I don't need more action scenes. I get it. Yeah, it's kung fu. Yeah, I. You know, if you, this movie had maybe been ninety minutes, I could get on board with it. But it, it just feels like fuck. It feels like somebody trying to do Edgar Wright and just not understanding it. Or it feels like somebody that watched Big Trouble in Little China and just didn't understand the tone of it, or or, or wanted it to be something different and just didn't get it. It's not complete. It's just... And it pisses me off because there's so many parts that do work. And that's why it's so frustrating. If the whole thing had been, like, garbage from beginning to end, I don't know. You could just look at it and be like, well, it's fast-paced and it's got a lot of energy. And I'd probably actually rate it higher. But because you're making me think and trying to make me feel, I don't know. You do good things in other areas. It makes it more of a disappointment. And I, I, I do not feel like this is like a big trouble in Little China. I don't think that, that this belongs in the same. It, this is not Scott Pilgrim versus the world. This, this isn't Shaun of the Dead. You know what this is? This is uh, World's End. You know, it's like hmm. it's like bad Edgar Wright. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm coming in at a five, maybe a five point five. Just a. It had a lot of technical stuff, but it's not a six. It's not a full point above what? mediocre to me. And I just... It's okay. You'll get there one day. I wanted to have emotions. I wanted to cry in this film. And it's like the film wanted me so hard to drop some tears. But I just... I, did, I didn't. I just couldn't. And Jared, when I walked out of the movie, wasn't I just like, what's wrong with me? Am I broken? <laughs> you, you, no, you, he did. He said, he said, am I broken? I mean, am it's, I a broken man? Possible, Has Brian. this film broken me? <laughs> you did it, Daniels. You broke Brian. You finally did it, you son of a bitch. We, we wondered when it was going to happen. I can't feel feelings anymore. Well, to, to <laughs> further uh, beat Brian down into submission, 
Rotten Tomatoes brings this in at a tomato meter of 97% and an audience score of 91%. But Holy the really, shit. The really big thing is on IMDb. Oh, I saw it. Has it has 8.8, which means what? this film is fucking phenomenal. It, it is, <laughs> an 8.8 8 is really high. Oh, you, did you see its ranking? Look, it's ranking on IMDb right now. What number is it currently sitting at? It's number five. Wait, of all of Wait, IMDb? what? It was 55. It went up to five? It says popularity five. Is that wrong? No, no, no. Top it? rated that... movies. <laughs> it's still 55. Oh, okay. <sighs> you scared me for a second. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they put this above Godfather 1 and 2. I am going to fucking lose some shit. <laughs> I'm going to stroke out right here on the show. <laughs> it's right under Apocalypse Now. What the fuck? Holy What cracker shit. are these motherfuckers smoking? Like, what's going on here, people? I don't know. Apparently, we're on the same. I, I, I just want you to know it right now. Currently on IMDb, it's sitting right above Raiders of the Lost Ark. What? Oh, that's, that hits deep. That I understand that. Raiders of the Lost Ark. 56. I mean, short round has moved. Short round has moved up one point. Yep, one point. No, I said Raiders of the Lost Ark, not Temple of Doom. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. I'm, I'm sure Temple of Doom's not even like it, in the top 250. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> he says that in this film. Like, he does. It's, yeah, he does. It, it's in he the also bio. Had, he yeah. has another reference that I totally forgot what it was, but something like "Are you awake?" or "Fuck, I need to watch Temple of Doom again." So with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail dot com. We're finally of age. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you're gonna say oh, it, I'm you glad you to hear that, Jared. Actually, explain the story behind it. <laughs> when I was uh, setting up that email address, I thought I'd be cute and put the birth date for the email as how long the podcast has been around. So we're a child, and Google treated us like one, and it we had to age naturally, which we had to we had to fight the system, but we finally got control of our email again. Google said, you can't access this email. It's for a six-year-old. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with Seven. You? <laughs> <laughs> at least the FBI didn't show up at your door and say, excuse me, oh, sir. Fuck. We need to check your servers. <laughs> and it's all like, like cussing about movies. <laughs> you can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at CheckTheGate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. That's Kristen with a K and an I. And you got to know how to spell Magdalene. It's it's phonetic. That's not hard. <laughs> phonetic is the right term. Sound it out, Jared. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds harder than Hook it is. Hook it on next <laughs> work it for me. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight with track number 44 from the Everything Everywhere All at Once soundtrack titled Specs of Time. And this is from composer Asan Lux. Enjoy.
<laughs> You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about the Daniels sci-fi comedy, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. There's no the, it's cleaner. It's just it, Daniels. That's it's just stupid. It's just Daniels. <laughs> yeah, because there's two of them. <laughs> All right, you, you've got enough. Move on. I'm just, I'm just giving you running commentary for the... For the after party. I know. At the afterbirth. 